Hello everyone and welcome to the evening show on EU Radio. It's now 6pm on this Tuesday the 3rd of May, which means it is the start of a new week and a new month. I'm Carla Niculescu, your host for this week, and I'm joined today by my co-host Maya Szynecki. Hello Maya. Hello Carla and good evening everyone. I hope you managed to relax on this weekend marked by the Workers' Day. All over Europe this day had been an occasion to protest against the inflation, the low purchasing power and the war in Ukraine. For those of you living in Nantes, you may wonder why certain businesses have their windows broken. Oh right, I actually noticed that yesterday when I arrived in Nantes. What happened? Well, on Sunday some protesters assaulted banks, insurance companies and real estate agencies here in Nantes. But On a more positive note, starting from today up until Friday, Maya and I will be bringing you plenty of news, culture and music coming from all over Europe. Later, we'll be joined by Delphine Chadeau, the voice and the brain behind the podcast Femme d'Exception. To discover more about extraordinary women from Nantes, stay tuned. For now, let's jump right into our playlist. First up is Umoja by Regina. Enjoy! Yeah. 
set was Umoja by Regina from Poland. But moving away from music and towards politics, it is now time for our press roundup of the evening, jumping from one European capital to another. C'est parti. On commence par l'Europe du Sud. Première étape, l'Italie. Oui, Bruxelles interpelle Rome. C'est-à-dire la Commission européenne avertit les médias italiens de ne pas promouvoir la propagande russe. L'institution européenne s'est alarmée à la suite d'un interview controversé du ministre russe des Affaires étrangères Sergei Lavrov, publié dans les médias italiens. Et que se passe-t-il en Espagne À Madrid, le scandale de logiciel d'espionnage Pegasus ne s'arrête pas seulement aux indépendantistes catalans. Selon les services de renseignement espagnols, il semble que les téléphones portables appartenant au premier ministre Pedro Sánchez et à la ministre de la Défense Margarita Robles ont été aussi mis sur écoute. Et si on montait en direction des Pays-Bas Eh bien, Maya, les portes néerlandais reçoivent davantage du pétrole russe. À la suite des sanctions européennes imposées à la Russie, les navires russes ont l'interdiction d'accoster dans l'espace de l'Union. Pourtant, le pétrolier CB caribéen, qui transportait du pétrole russe, mais ne portait pas le drapeau du pays, a accosté au port d'Amsterdam lundi sans opposition. Puisque ces navires ne portent pas le drapeau russe, les autorités portuaires ne peuvent rien faire, rapporte le réseau audiovisuel NOOS. Direction Copenhague. Le Danemark est face à un remaniement du gouvernement. Le premier ministre danoise, Mette Frederiksen, a été contrainte de remanier son équipe ministérielle après que l'ancien ministre de la Justice, Nick Heikarap, a annoncé qu'il quittait la politique dimanche. Et Varsovie En Pologne, une nouvelle enquête de l'Institut de recherche SW démontre qu'environ un Polonais sur trois est favorable à la récente proposition du ministre de la Justice, Zinieb Ziobro, qui demande au gouvernement de ne plus payer ses contributions nationales à l'UE, tandis qu'un nombre à peu près équivalent s'oppose à une telle mesure où on est incertain. Et comment les pays européens gèrent leur résus d'énergie À Prague, les Tchèques doivent réduire leur dépendance à l'égard des engrais synthétiques, qui sont principalement produits à partir de gaz naturel russe, selon la Commission européenne. À Sofia, les entreprises bulgares menacent de faire grève si l'aide publique à l'électricité est supprimée, annonçait lundi le président de la Chambre de commerce bulgare, Dobrimitrev, ajoutant aussi que l'économie s'effondrerait si l'État mettait fin à ses subventions. À Bucarest, les Romains appellent à davantage d'investissements dans les infrastructures gazières afin de réduire leur dépendance vis-à-vis -vis des importations russes, a déclaré le ministre de l'Énergie. And that was all for today. Back to our music now. Next in line is Rumbala by the Spanish singer Eva de Marce.
you've listened to Rumpala by Eva de Marce. That was a cool electro song in Spanish. Now, I hope that these Latino vibes start to be contagious for you as well, because while I was carefully preparing tonight's playlist, I couldn't help myself but looking for more songs in this style. And the research was rewarding, because I've discovered an incredible duo from Barcelona. They are Tartarelena, and they describe themselves as a progressive Gregorian folk duo. I know that it sounds boring and traditional, but stick to me, please. The project explores the sounds of different styles of vocal music in the chapel. Their particularity is that they focus on the geographical area of the Mediterranean. So they sing in Spanish, Catalan, Greek, and they bring back songs from the oral traditions of these countries. Tartarelena released a unique album in 2021, which is called Fiat Lux. Fiat Lux is a sort of mystical trip into a medieval monastery. Just imagine you are a librarian monk discovering ancient philosophers' books in Latin and Greek. Tonight I want you to discover the song Meyelassen, which is the perfect example of Tartarelena's work. A fusion between a traditional song from one country, which is Greece, and a hand-clapping beat typical of Spanish flamenco music. So enjoy the song Meyelassen in Greek by Catalan duo Tartarelena. <laughs> Sanetta puglia ti zanixi stai doña meliela sanetta puglia ti zanixi stai doña Que tá vulnagala, diable, botus capus, pra sinus, 
and that was the song Cumbia Circular by Barreto. Before that, you've listened to Mia Lassan Bartartarelena. I hope that your working day is either over or almost close to the end. Now, let's take a break from the Latino vibes and move on with the song Te Je Dégoûté de Moi, or Have I Made You Be Disgusted By Me in English, by the French dreamy pop band Les Neux. Enjoy! was the song Te Je Dégoûté de Moi by Les Neux. Let us move away from our European playlist and reflect on the very core of the European Union, its people. As you may know, next Monday is Europe Day, a special day that celebrates peace and unity in Europe. Certainly, the EU integration process created peace and security among member states. But according to its opponents, this process has not been democratic enough. Well, The EU institutions try to remedy the situation and they organized a conference on the future of Europe. It started in March 2021 and it ended this April. So for one year, European citizens from every corner of the Union gathered to debate on Europe's challenges and priorities. 
They met and discussed with institutional actors, including members of the European Parliament and representatives from the EU Council and Commission and from the member states. And until now, they discussed and approved more than 300 proposals on a large variety of themes. Do you wonder what are the main points that emerged from this conference? I'll tell you soon. But first, I'll let you think about what you would reform in the EU. In the meantime, stay tuned and listen to the song Partirai, You Live in English, by the Italian band Wow. Italian band Wow with the song Partirai. Going back to the conference on the future of Europe, I hope that you had enough time to process your thoughts about the Union. Well, Maya, you seem that you have done that. What would you change in Europe? Well, Carla, I would definitely like there to be more dialogue amongst European citizens and European institutions. Perhaps there could also be the option to put controversial European laws under the scrutiny of a European referendum. I would also want a stronger reaction towards breaches of the rule of law. But what about you, Carla? Maya, consider that 
I've discovered about this conference very late. I would like to be better informed of what is happening at the EU level. I feel that they need to better advertise their projects and decisions. For sure. I felt the same way when Brexit happened. Some people felt disconnected, so they voted to leave the union. You're right, Maya. So what has emerged from this conference? The conference plenary had approved a wide set of proposals. First, they asked to remove the veto power, to overcome the unanimity vote and to give the power to initiate a law to the European Parliament. Second, they advocated for the creation of a European citizenship and the enlargement of the EU's competences, which includes referendum and health management. They also used for more efficient sanctions against breaches of the rule of law, which is almost what you said, Maya. And on top of that, they asked to reform the agricultural policy and to provide for more investments on social and environmental issues. And now what's happening next? Well, the EU institutions and its member states will discuss these proposals. Yet, I think that the most progressive ones, as the veto power and the unanimity voting rule, will have a hard time to be accepted. But it's time for some more music, and the next up is Lucky Day by Restless Legs Syndrome.
listen to Lucky Day by Restless Leg Syndrome and the last song was Ascendant Scorpio by the band Oracle Sisters. If you also liked it, I invite you to check out their albums Paris 1 and Paris 2 recorded during friends strict lockdowns in 2020 and 2021. The album is a note to the city where the trio met, which is a city of serendipitous meetings. I'll let you think about your Parisian encounters later because now... It's time for me to leave the floor to my co-host Maya for what promises to be a very exciting interview with Delphine Chaudot. Over to you, Maya. Thank you, Carla. Today we are delighted to welcome Delphine Chaudot to the evening show. Delphine has taught French in England and Spain, as well as working as a translator, a freelance journalist and a proofreader, amongst other things. She now presents her own podcast, which focuses on the lives of extraordinary women. Welcome to the show, Delphine, and thanks for being here with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Delphine, as I mentioned, you have your own podcast, which is called Femme d'Exception, meaning Exceptional Women in English. Can you talk us through it a bit? Um, how did you start it? Why did you start it? Well, I started it not a long time ago. I think that was in November. I had the idea, November 2021. And uh, I was a member of the um, association Espace Simone de Beauvoir, which is a feminist, obviously, um, association in, in, um, in, in Nantes. And then one day, Pop Media another association that podcast media uh, came along and then they said who wants to create a podcast and I said I do mm -hmm. so that's when I started and you were telling us a bit before that you do it mostly by yourself from your room can you explain the process a bit of the recording of the podcast sure uh, at the beginning I used to um, take my all the material all the zoom uh, recorders at pop media and then someone gave one to me so I have my own now and so I go to different places which uh, they have to be around Nantes first of all because I want it to be local and also because I don't drive so it has to be practical and um, so I record these uh, the women and then for about an hour of interview actually half an hour but we take our time and then I take uh, I spend another hour in the workplace just to get the sound and then I go back home and then I edit everything. Mm. And so far you've interviewed some really impressive women who have maybe less traditional jobs we might say. For example you've had a professional footballer, a journalist who specializes in death, an equine therapist which means a therapy which incorporates horses and you've even had a clown who works in a care home. How do you choose your guests? Um, at the beginning I uh, first thing I think I, I put um, a Facebook, um, how do you call it? Like an advert. A, yeah. Advert, yeah. And uh, some women did um, reply to me. And then it didn't work anymore. So I thought about one specific job. And then I looked on in the internet around Nantes if there were these women doing these jobs. Mm -hmm. Or word of mouth sometimes. Mm -hmm. A friend of a friend knows someone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, A lot of connections with yes, different people. Yeah. Um, and what are you aiming to show your listeners by introducing some of these quote-unquote less conventional jobs? Well, first of all, I want to impress myself and, and to get to know all these women and some job that I had never heard of uh, in the beginning. And also I want to, of course, I'm a feminist deep inside. I've always been and everybody should be anyway. Um, I want to prove people that these jobs, which are not necessarily uh, traditionally uh, men job. Um, they can be done by everyone. But first of all, it's the job that I want to point out. And then it's the job done by women. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's, um. And um, you said this kind of links to what we, you were saying. For the description of your podcast, you say that you're looking to break social norms, gender stereotypes and preconceived ideas of what a typical career might be for a woman or a man. 
Why do you think these social norms and stereotypes can be harmful to society? Well, although it's 2022, um, you know, um, girls still have to go to, you know, a literature university and then men. I'm, I'm doing like stereotypes, but that's mm -hmm. what it, what's happening still. Less, I hope so. But uh, I want to, um, yes, I want to break uh, conventions. I'm not saying my, my podcast is unique. I'm not the only one who has done that before. But um, I want to show people that these jobs can be done by everyone, by girls, by boys. I'm not excluding boys, but that girls can do everything. Even like I had, a, I interviewed a metal worker. And of course, you can say, yeah, of course, I know women can do it. But just I want to hear it. I want to listen to it. Someone who tells me that mm -hmm. that is her job. And yeah. I guess more physical jobs sometimes are associated more with men than with women. Yeah, and I want to show them wrong, prove yes, them wrong. <laughs> for sure. Do you think COVID has changed how we think about jobs? For example, maybe some jobs that weren't accessible before have now become more accessible to people. Well, I don't think so. COVID has just uh, you know, created more um, homework, like home working mm -hmm. um but i'm not sure it has changed maybe actually yes now that you're saying that i think maybe people have taken more time to think about what they want to do with their lives so i've i've met a lot of women that was maybe uh, before covid but still who have um changed their job it's it's a second job or the third it's not the the first job mm -hmm. there they used to be they work in offices and now they're doing this but i think covid yeah has among my friends i know that a lot of them have taken time to think about what they really want to do, what mm. is useful. Yes. And Delphine, I wanted to ask you, are there any stories from your guests on the podcast which might have shocked or touched you, especially given that they work in these curious kind of jobs? Nothing shocks me. <laughs> But um, no, yes, I was moved by a lot of them. Uh, actually, all their passion, like they, they all have moved me because I feel like I, I don't do anything with my with my hands apart from on the computer but uh yeah well if you want a, um, a specific example I would say the clown maybe because um I went to um home a care home for all people and uh of course I knew when I was going there I'm gonna cry I'm gonna cry <laughs> of course I did cry I said well, I'm having a break I cried and then let's go let's record it again it's it's very I admire them for doing that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, definitely a tricky yeah. job. Um, as I mentioned at the start, you've also taught French in Spain and in England. I wanted to ask you a bit because we are a European radio and obviously culture and diversity is at the heart of what we do. What do you think you learned from these experiences of living abroad? That you have to travel and meet people. Of course, uh, we had the COVID um, session, a very long session. But you have, you do, you have to travel. That's, that's what matters, I think to, you know, open yourself to people. Definitely. Um, and another way that you kind of ventured into the world of languages is through translation. Um, what do you like about translation and what are some of the trickier aspects of it? Well, I like it because that's what I studied while I studied English literature. But um, I like it because I work from home. <laughs> I do everything at home. So, yeah, it's um, I can't have a boss, to be honest. But, um, yeah, it's just uh, I like both languages Um That's all I can say. Oh, I'm, I do speak a little bit of Spanish, but not enough to be a translator. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's tricky to have three yeah. all together. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as you mentioned at the start, the podcast that you make, Femme d'Exception, is made in partnership with the Espace Simon de Beauvoir, which is a feminist space here in Nantes. And we've actually welcomed them onto the show before. I wanted to ask you, why is it still important to talk about gender equality in 2022 when there are a lot of people who say there is no longer a need for feminism? 
well, there is need for feminism, especially now what's happening in the USA with uh, the right to uh, abort, which can be, uh, you know, discussed. It's not a, it's a small word, but yeah. Uh, feminism is uh, needs to be there all the time. You know, the I don't think it's never going to disappear. Unfortunately, if it disappears, it's like, uh, no, it's impossible. Mm. We need to talk about it like we need to talk about everything that matters. I don't know. I can't. It's so obvious for me. I can't even, I'm not sure I can talk about it uh, quite well because it's inside me. It's, it's, it's like the air that I'm breathing. I don't know. Do you think it is something that women kind of know inherently because of the way that we're brought up or the sexism that we experience? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's part of the education. Everything is education. I have two boys and, and they are feminists. Like, I didn't teach them to be a feminist, but it's the way you behave every day. You act, the things you say. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I wanted to ask you if there is a p woman in particular who inspires you and your work. I thought about it, but honestly, I think all the women, except the ones that vote for Marine Le Pen. <laughs> so I think all women, yeah, they're all great. Um, Everything. All the women that create something or the women that... No, just all women. I'm sorry, I don't have a woman to... <laughs> no, specifically. I guess women who support other women is always yeah. inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I mentioned at the beginning, Delphine, um, you've also worked as a freelance journalist for the feminist magazine, which is called Cosette. Why do you think it's important to have women occupying these spaces such as journalism? Because uh, if you take other magazines like... Uh, not feminist, but feminine magazine like Elle, or I'm sorry to mention names, but these are they don't talk about women. So we have to we have to have magazines and 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 TV shows and I don't know series that tackle feminism. But I think it shouldn't be about feminism. It should be inside without even knowing it. Mm -hmm. So it's important still today. So what kind of subjects does Cosette write about? Well, I, I did some journalist uh, freelance work for them. That was a long time ago, uh, like 10 years ago. But uh, what was the question again, sorry? And um, what kind of subjects do they write about? Oh, feminism. Mm. It's all about feminism. Uh, it's very, um, yeah, um, it's all about women. Um, it's all about feminism. I don't know. It's 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 the essence of their, mm -hmm. their um, themes, topics. Um, so do you feel that typically magazines that are aimed at women, as you mentioned, Elle, for example, they have kind of a limited view of what women might be interested in? Well, yeah, because I think, as I said before, you should, feminism should be included, in, I think, everywhere without mentioning it. It should be uh, obvious, like it should be like even when you talk about the weather, and I don't know mm -hmm. if I'm uh, making a point here, but it shouldn't. The day when we talk with feminists, uh, words without knowing it then I mean not me but obviously I'm feminist but when everybody talks about it then I think we will have one mm -hmm. yeah there'll be progress yeah yeah um you've also impressively dabbled in music as a singer and a composer and also in graphic design so you've had lots of different creative careers have you always been interested in creating and producing different forms of art I live for creation. Uh, I never was famous for anything that you mentioned there, but uh, I just I, meet, I need uh, to create things. Uh, I stopped working a few months ago, a long time now, because uh, I just wanted to create. I missed it. And so I'm not making any money, but right now I'm just uh, so happy to create and to do make this podcast and music and everything. Some that some of my music I included in the podcast because it's my own podcast. It's my little baby. It's my first one, so I want to, you know, something that looks sounds like me. But uh, yeah, I think creation is is everything for me.
Yeah, and it's great to be able to go through of those hobbies and have them in your day-to-day life. Yeah, and try and make them all together to meet them. Like, yeah. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Um, as you mentioned before, you actually studied English literature at the Université de la Sorbonne Nouvelle, and you focused on some of Shakespeare's work for your thesis, which I thought was quite interesting as a French person in your case. Um, what drew you to studying literature and English literature in particular? Uh, I was always kind of yeah good at English, thanks to a very good teacher at um, uh, college, secondary school. And then uh, I honestly, he said you, you're impressed, but I studied Shakespeare because it was just so obvious. I didn't know what else to choose. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to English literature, like university, and say, oh, Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the title of my of memoir was A Comparative Study of Isolation and Imprisonment in Shakespeare's Twelfth Night and the Tempest. So very useful for the rest of your life, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But they're two very famous uh, plays, so it must have been really cool. To yeah, get it to was. Study I learned them. a lot of things uh, mm-hmm. with the Shakespeare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're on to our last question. Um, I wanted to ask you, where do you hope your work will take you next? And can you maybe tell us a bit about some of the upcoming guests on the podcast? Yeah, for your first question is, I would love, this is a message for Nantes Metropole. I'd love mm-hmm. to have a, a like a in collaboration, like to work with Nantes. Uh, I'd, I'd like all my, post, my podcasts to be useful, honestly. Not only for me, but for also all the girls and boys at school. Or I'm, I'm sending emails right mm-hmm. now to a lot of people. And your second question was, yeah, the upcoming guests. Well, I have, uh, I think this week is uh, they're uh, putting up the... Uh, um, the captain and the sailor of the Navibus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the little, uh, it's a little boat, um, like a bus, but on, 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 on the Loire. That crosses river. Nantes. That crosses yes. Nantes, yeah. Then I have a piano tuner. Wow. Then I have a, nobody knows what it is, a milliner. It's a hat maker. Mm-hmm. And I have, a, I have, I'm really happy because I'm going to have to go to a, a fish market in La Turbale, which and so I'm going to record uh, a girl who is, a merchant, uh, and she is called La Crier. So uh, the sounds are going to be very good, I mm-hmm. hope. And another one, which is, I can't pronounce the name of her job, it's Archaeoictiologist. Something to do with archaeology, but <laughs> you have to listen to it to know what it is. Amazing. Lots of exciting things coming yeah. up then. Yeah. I'm sure our guests will definitely want to listen to that. Well, thank you so much, Delphine Chaudot, for you. joining us in the studio today and for talking to us about your podcast, Femme d'Exception. Back to you, Carla. Thank you, Maya and Delphine, for this inspiring interview. And I invite our audience to check uh, Delphine's podcast, Femme d'Exception. But now let's go back to our music. Next up is the song that brings back the Latino vibes from the beginning of this show. No more talking. I'll let you enjoy this siesta freestyle by Luis of Man and Alicia Tequero. Oh, oh, oh. 
me parecen de verdad Me han salido mil escamas, no me las puedo quitar Tendré que quedarme en tu cama para poder respirar Ha llamado la marina, se empiezan a preocupar Han pedido mi rescate y no se lo pienso dar Solo nada si es contigo como sol en la ciudad No lo entienden los vecinos Te espero en la orilla song Siesta Freestyle by Lewis of Men and Alicia Te Quiero. And with that, we have sadly reached the end of the evening show for today. We'll be back tomorrow between 6 and 7 p.m. as usual. There will be great European music and news as always, as well as an interview with the association Atelier des Initiatives that supports young people and their projects here in Nantes. So, If you have any project or idea, why don't you come to Europa Nantes to discuss it with our guest? But for now, goodbye and thanks for tuning in this evening. Thanks also to the great EU Radio team who have joined me here today. Maya, my co-host, and Eli, our tech director. I'll leave you with now with two R&B songs to set a chill and cool mood for your night. First up is Selfish by Little Smith and Cleo Soul. It follows the song Care for You by the group The Marias. Bye-bye. For a very big ego Embedded in me, that's the heritage ego And then heyday, messing with the sleeves though And now I'm here, can't entertain no Bummy niggas, need my nigga fresh in a tuxedo Me and my new cage, steady blowing weed smoke I'm a woman who can teach you a little something about class Diamonds will forever be a girl's best friend Everything's imperative for the way I live I know it's material, but not irrelevant All this here is works for, not inherited Told myself I break my niggas up but never did Self-loving, need more Self-loving, that's how it goes They wanna know you when you're buzzing The first things first, number one, I'm priority Only what you want doesn't phase, doesn't bother me, honestly Everything in this divine turn I peeped you couldn't handle a woman in my calibre Had to let you mature like some fine wine Yeah 
No validation, no applause You don't have to prove you got it when you know it's yours I don't wanna feel disloyal for wanting to do me Then you act brand new and I know the cause, wait Call it what you like Till now I'd never been the selfish type Till now I'd never told nobody no Don't get it twisted, this shit didn't happen overnight Still if your life is amazing, what you got to fear? Can't be concerned about what they're saying up there I make it clear, don't be in and out about what you hear They say I always get what I want and it isn't fair But life isn't fair, go I can't sleep at night I don't wanna fight My best friend is I I'm so selfish Don't make me go dancing around 